For more great content, make sure you follow 717 Sports Media on all your podcast listening platforms. Also follow us on social media on Twitter at 717 underscore sports, Facebook and Instagram at 717 Sports Media. We're also checking on our website daily for your daily news and sports videos at 717sportsmedia.com. Hello, everybody. It's Patrick Ryder. I'm back here for the third episode of the Big Ten Football Show. Guys, I'm super excited to do this show today. I love college football. It's so happy it's back. Even though it was a rough weekend for my Buckeyes and they lost to Oregon this weekend. Uh, it's all right. It's a long season. Uh, they lost 35 to 28. Oh, hi, oh, oh, hi, oh, oh, here we go. Here we go. He's running his mouth. I, I, I want to start off by saying hats off to Oregon. They outcoached, they outplayed Buckeyes. That was not a fluke. Uh, that was, that was six. That was just an entire football game. They put together and they, they outplayed Ohio state. They outcoached Ohio state. I was very impressed with them. Uh, they were down some guys on defense and still did it. Um, Ohio state soul searching right now, um, especially on defense. That type of defense is unacceptable when you're the Silver Bulls defense. So, yeah, you know, they got a lot to improve on the defense side of the ball. They got some games here to kind of work with. But if they don't get it fixed, you know, you know, uh, they're not going to compete for a playoff game. And they might not even win the Big Ten. They got a lot to fix, and I hope they can fix it. I I have a lot of questions about the defensive coordinator. So what to wait and see. You know, they got to make some changes scheme-wise. They got to make some changes uh, personnel-wise possibly. What do you think, Coach Way, about that loss for my Buckeyes? Well, week one they struggled, and 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 week two they lost. So maybe it's time for a new regime in the Big Ten. Maybe your boys are on the way out. Nobody can run this thing forever. What do you think? I don't. I think what's going to probably happen with Ohio State is I think they're going to probably win out. Maybe lose one more game. They could lose to Penn State, and then I think the end of the year. Uh, Urban Meyer, I mean, Urban Meyer, Ryan Day is going to fire his defense coordinator because it's unacceptable defense right now. Now, partly on Ryan Day because Ryan Day told him to run this scheme that they're, they're failing, failing in right now. And then also um, he hired an unknown. I mean, Kerry Combs was a great recruiter at Ohio State, and then he went to the NFL as a, as a, as a um, position coach. But he just it, – he is getting out coached big time. And so I think I think Ohio State's going to figure some things out. They'll win a lot of games the rest of the year. They won ten or eleven games, but they're going to they might make a playoff. They might not. And, and I think at the end of the day, they might have to make a change at DC because this is unacceptable. Um, you know, <laughs> they only lost one game. Relax. No, it it it'd be it's it's two years in a row of bad defense. And I know COVID last year. I gave him a break. It's bad coaching. You know, if if you watch that game. You know, Oregon had long runs after long runs because Kerry Combs is staying in a man defense. They're motioning the guy out, and they're just – they got – they're gashing. And it's bad coaching by Ohio State. Now, they're inexperienced in the back seven, sure, and they're rotating too many guys. So, but yeah, I mean, I agree. I mean, I mean, Ohio State's won 25 straight regular season games under Ryan Day. So, it's not like he's a failure here, but I'm just saying defensively, they got to get back to playing better defense if they want to have any chance, so. I think a bigger issue, or not a bigger issue, but on a larger scale of thinking about things, Oregon beating Ohio State, UCLA getting good, USC maybe bouncing back under a new head coach. 
is the Big Ten struggling to hold on to their number two spot at the best conference in America? I think it's cyclical. I think it's always cyclical. Um, you know, I like I it's always tricky to me because like when Clemson was in winning national championships, they were, you know, when they won two national championships, they were good. But the rest of the ACC was trash. So it's tough. Like if you're that elite team, but the rest of the conference, you know, I don't know that question. That's a good question. Um, UCLA does look better. Um, and then Oregon is good. Like I'm not surprised Ohio state lost. I said that, that they hang in there. I'm just surprised that they were gashed that bad on defense. That's all I'm saying. Uh, if you look at the, now I look at the talent composite, if you look at the talent composite, that's how many four five star, three stars. I know you mean you out coach people. I get that. If you look at that, Ohio State's number three in the nation. Oregon's number nine. So Oregon is not that far behind Ohio State in recruiting. Mario Cristobal has done a heck of a job recruiting. So I, you know, they're a heck of, they're a good team. That's a nice program. And that quarterback did a nice job. Brown, he's been playing forever. And so I thought he played a really good game. So I hats off to the Oregon, but that that's good for the big, that's good for the Pac-12. You're absolutely right. That's good for the Pac-12. UCLA beating LSU and then Ohio State losing Oregon. That's great for the Pac-12. They've been down and mired for a long time. This They might have a chance to actually send somebody in the playoff. They haven't had a team in the playoff since Washington, what, five years ago? That's not good. They haven't been in the playoff. They haven't been relevant on a national stage in a while. It's true. So, so we, we will see, you know. All right, guys. So on this Big Ten show, we're going to have our first guest. Really excited. Andrew Calesta, Fox 43 guy. Uh, he, he, he'd gone to the first two Penn State games. So uh, he's also part of the part of the Fox 43 frenzy coverage for high school football. I actually saw him at a high school football game this weekend. So, uh, but he also goes, went to the first two uh, Penn state games. So we're going to pick his brain about Penn state. We're also going to see how we did with our picks coach way and I, and then we're also going to, I'm going to go through my top 10 teams in college football. Coach way can decide for that and tell me where I'm wrong. And then coach Wider's, we got four Big Ten games we're gonna we're gonna talk about, especially Penn State's got a big one this week against Auburn B. Whiteout. Big whiteout. I think they're doing two whiteouts this year. College game day is in the building. We're excited. Yeah, it should be a lot of fun for sure. I'm excited to watch it. So here we go. So we talked about Ohio State, Oregon. So it was 35-28. Great. Uh last thing I'll say, uh, hats off to Oregon. Ohio State's gotta gotta get better. I, I will say positive CJ Stroud through for 488 yards. He missed some throws late, but I thought he played great. He's not the reason they lost. As long as they get their run game going, they're going to be fine on offense. Um, but hats off to Oregon, and, and we'll, we'll see where they go. Next one, did you watch any of this? Iowa 27, Iowa State 17 way. They Iowa looks like the best team in the Big Ten right now. Whoa, 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 whoa. We don't got to say all that now. They didn't beat uh, a, a ranked Wisconsin yet or ranked anybody. Whoa, 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 buddy. Iowa State was number nine in the country. Come on. They beat a ninth-ranked team in Indiana. They throttled both of them. Iowa State, uh, I mean, are you respecting Iowa State? I haven't respected them a lot, but I think they're a top-25 team. I think that's still an impressive win against your rival. Um, Uh, Impressive win against your rival, I agree. But I'm not going to sit here and write. It's debatable, but it's only two weeks. You know, them and obviously them and Penn State have both looked good. I mean, Penn State going on the road beat Wisconsin's good. Why are you uh, disrespecting Michigan? 
Okay, okay. We'll get to Michigan. And I'm just saying, <laughs> Iowa will impress a win. Their defense is legit. No, uh, um, Their defense coordinator, last name Parker, has been there forever, and they do a nice job, solid job on defense. You know what you're going to get with Iowa. They're going to play good defense. They're going to run the ball. The quarterback's decent. So nice win. They beat Iowa State. Matt Campbell, you know, I'm a big fan of Matt Campbell, but uh, he can't. he's lost five in a row or six in a row against Iowa. He just can't be his rival. And then um, they were a trendy pick. They were a really trendy pick to make a, make a playoff. I didn't buy that. I was not a big believer in Iowa State to make the playoff. So, you know, they fell off. But good win by Iowa. We'll see how Iowa does. I think they're the favorite at least out west. We'll see, but I was never a big fan of, of, of Iowa State. I don't think that they were, I don't know, a, a, a chance that the playoffs is a stretch. Okay, so here we go. We got our first guest, Andrew Calesta. Hey, guys. Sorry about that. There he is. How you doing, sir? Not too bad. I was just cooking dinner with my wife. I only get to see her once a week, so. Oh, I appreciate you. We won't keep you long. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right. so, so Andrew, this is – um. The Big Ten Football Podcast. We started it, me and Coach Way here, hey, um, my buddy, and uh, and so nice I appreciate you. it. I know that you know you're doing the high school football frenzy, guys. Check out his stuff. We're recording this, and then we put it to audio. Check out his stuff. They do a great job, Fox Forty Three, with the high school football frenzy. You know, I've been watching it every every Friday. I love it. And then you guys are tweeting out videos. They do a great job. I ran into Andrew this week. He was at the he was at the same game as me. So uh, I know you well, went to we, a bunch uh, of games. I have a lot of good coworkers. I just say my role is try not to screw it up. So it's it's pretty much what I try to do. So, okay. Well, well, thank you for joining us. So, so I just want to, you know, I know you've been to the first two Penn State games. So we just want to pick your brain. We've got about five, six questions to ask you about Penn State. Yeah. Um. Th- thanks for joining the show. So after two weeks, can you tell you tell us where you think Penn State is? Impressive win at Wisconsin last week. Still impressive. What do you think they are as a program after last year, a little disappointing year going four and five? National championship or bust, man. I mean, that's <laughs> that's what it is. I mean, it has to be. Ohio State already lost. Anything anything other than a Big Ten championship at this point is a abject failure. I mean, what are you going to do? Lose to Harbaugh at home? You know, I mean, you got to – that's the thing. I mean, I, at this point, you got to think winning division. I mean, that's the standard that, that they put forward. So – now, would I have said that to begin the year? No, I would have been happy with nine wins. And I got to tell you, I was I was very fearful of Penn State starting 0-3 because I thought if they went on the road at Wisconsin, I thought Wisconsin was going to be a good football team. I think Wisconsin is a good football team. I think Graham Mertz is not ready for the big stage at quarterback. Um, but I my fear of being 0-3 was with the caveat that they got absolutely torched not being ready for the opener on the road at 11 a.m. Credit to James Franklin and his staff. If we're, if we're going to say, you know, they've been underprepared at some times and they haven't come out and done a, done a good job, well, then you also have to say, hey, that was a heck of a job going into an environment that was not as charged as Penn State has been into, but was a pretty um, upbeat environment, you know, I think a 3.30 game would have been a little more hostile, but 11 a.m., you know, out there in the Midwest, you know, kind of had everybody toned down a little bit. But I think Penn State did a really good job. They lose that game in the past. I think they lose that game last year. Um, Jaquan Brisker and the defense, great job. So 
Yeah, I mean, I, I think Penn State's going to start 5-0 and here. We'll, we'll learn a lot of, about Kinnick. I know that game is slated for Fox or FS1. Fingers oh, yeah. crossed that that's on Fox 43. So, um, you know, bring in the advertising dollars, man. The uh, Get the eyeballs watching. We got a lot of good stuff that day on Fox 43, hopefully. So um, I think we'll learn a lot because I think those should be two undefeated teams. But I think the expectations unrealistically jump to – Big Ten championship, division championship, when you see Ohio State lose. I think they're going to get tested this week. It's a whole different type of athlete. Uh, and, again, I don't know how good Auburn is. I haven't seen Auburn play. Uh, I know they're in a little bit of a transition state for them. But, you know, it's still SEC athletes coming out, and you know they're going to press, and games are going to be filled with big plays. James Franklin likes chunk plays, so we'll see how that, that plays out. But I, I definitely think now, I think at worst you should be expecting – nine wins, 10 wins instead of maybe eight, eight, nine wins as the, as the best coming in or 10 wins as the best. No, I think that's very fair. I think you're right. I think they're going to be right there. And, and as an Ohio state alum and fan, I'm a little worried about that. I'm really angry at Ohio state's defense right now. So, you know, I think it's going to be a heck of a ball game. Good thing. It's in Columbus this year. It's going to be a heck of a ball game. I think Um, Ohio state's got some time to get ready for it. That's the only thing that's on their side. Coach, Wade, I, go I, ahead. Go ahead. Just let me jump in there real, real, real quick. And this is just a joke. One, I blame the drum major because he set the tone for the entire day. <laughs> and, and I feel bad for him. That's his legacy going forward. Clay <laughs> Helton gone from USC. I did not think that would be the only major coaching change at elite programs uh, today because I thought maybe Ryan Day might get a little trigger happy with a, a defensive coordinator, uh, Coach Coombs, out there and say, Larry Johnson Sr., take it over. But not the case. So credit to coach day on being, you know, even keel. Yeah. I, it, it, Kerry Combs has been really disappointing. I love the guy when he was, you know, under urban, he did a great job recruiting corners, but it's been very underwhelming in two years. And like, you know, they were badly outcoached Saturday. I mean, it was, you know, I've coached high school football. I, the stuff they were making were high school mistakes. You know, the, the rush lanes that they had Oregon had, Coach Wayne and I could have ran through. I mean, it, it was unbelievable. And, you know, he better figure it out quick. And they just lost Josh Proctor for the year. They, Coach Day said, uh, the free safety, who's a really good free safety. And I don't know what they're going to do. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's going to, they got to figure some stuff out quickly. They're so talented, but young in the back seven. But, anyways, yep. yeah. So, uh, Coach Way, go ahead. Oh, yeah. So, um, as a former player at Penn State for a year, at least, um, like when I was in school, like that was the place to be and the place to attend being a Pennsylvania kid. Why do you think now that we lose out on so many big time recruits, like in-state recruits, like Nola Ritchie or Kyle McCord or uh, Julian Fleming, guys like that are choosing to go elsewhere, especially somewhere else in the Big Ten? Why do you well, think I that think, happens? you know, I – I'm not going to blame coach Franklin for losing a guy from Southern Columbia. Cause if you look at their track record, just Southern Columbia is a great program, obviously, but their guys typically do not end up at Penn state and the ones that have, whether it's Josh Marks, you know, that's the one that jumps, jumps immediately to my mind. I mean, didn't really pan out. So, I mean, Jim Roth has a great program. It's just sometimes there's connections with coaches and, and there's a pipeline, you know, why was Jeff Smoker not on, why was Jeff Smoker at Michigan State and not at Penn State? I mean, that's, you know, there's a Mannheim, Mannheim kid right there. I mean, just sometimes there's a connection. Sometimes there's not. Uh, I think a lot with the Philly kids, 
I think, and this goes back into Paterno, the new age Philly kids, listen, a lot of programs, whether it be Virginia Tech, when if you, I'm sure if you remember Kevin Jones and things like that, some guys want the flash and the dance, you know, other guys buy into the, this is plain Jane, Penn State, you know, things like that. Now, is that changing a little bit? Yes. Was I a big fan of the light show entrance for Penn State coming out on Saturday? No, because I have a Wheaties box right over here on my shoulder of a guy who won 409 games. So I, I, I tend to skew towards, you know, basic blues, black shoes, and, you know, plain white helmets, you know. So I, I, I think that actually does play a lot uh, uh, into it. Uh, and also, if you're from Philadelphia and you're Kyle McCord, you're used to the atmosphere that is around Philadelphia. I mean, Columbus is a similar atmosphere. It's the largest city in Ohio. Penn State is a unique atmosphere. You go five miles outside of, of State College, you know, we're talking Pleasant Gap. We're talking Bald Eagle State Park. You know, we're, you know, we're talking things like that. Uh, Howard. Howard's a great adult baseball league team for a wooden bat league if you're up there in age and you guys want to play. But, I mean, it's, there's not much going on outside of that. So, I think, I think some kids, like, they're driving. You're driving through the Pennsylvania wilds to get there. So, maybe that turns them off. I, that's, just my, that's just my thing. I, I also think television has changed, changed the entire game. You know, you guys know this, and, and Coach, Coach, Coach um, you, you know this. Like, when Penn State went down to South Carolina to get, like, Rodney Kinlaw or a Bobby Ingram or something like that, it was, like, big news. Now, hey, that's an easy eight-hour drive for parents, you know, to get up to get up here. Kids in Ohio, you know, you got the Big Ten Network. Every game's on TV. It's stream. Th- that whole thing has just changed the game. So, and it, I do think, you know, each school sells its own brand. What? Yeah, so, yeah, and I remember, I remember, like with Julian Fleming, like Penn State went through some turnover receiver coaches, mm-hmm, and like yeah. Brian Hartline came in at the right time in Ohio State, and he he just. He was there, and I know they had Zach Smith, but he was a stabilizing force. And I think Penn State had a receiver coach. He left. They had another one come in. Fleming just didn't feel comfortable with that guy as well. So, like, I think that's part of it as as well. They they had some turnover at that position. I've been been told, and, you know, everybody's always close to the program and things. I've been told that the selling line for Penn State, Ohio State is, hey, you want to go to Penn State? Hey, you go there. You're going to have fun there. You'll do well there. It's all great and everything. You want to win championships, come to – and that's basically the selling point, one versus the other. I'm not saying it's negative. I'm not, I'm not saying anything. Yeah, now, that's fair. you know, I have friends that are, are, you know, they've been season ticket holders at Ohio State for a long time. When we go out there, I'll be at their tailgate, and we'll be talking. So, I mean, that's the quote-unquote, you know, what I'm told. But, you know, how how is that? You know, and, you know, James Franklin has the family line, but everybody's using that. I – I think the Rucci thing to Wisconsin, I, I mean, getting into it, I, I think it comes down to, I don't think Penn State recruited Hayden too hard. Mm-hmm. That's true. I think they get, they came in late. Yeah. It, so he, he was already pretty far down the line with Wisconsin. Yeah. And it, I mean, Paul Chris is a great guy. I mean, he, he Paul Chris, I've never, our station has been treated better at, from a coach at Big Ten Media Days than from Paul Chris. You know, hey, questions are over. Coaches get out of there. They don't want to talk. Coach, can we ask – Todd Sadowski was like, Coach, can we ask you about Nolan Rucci? Five extra minutes just standing on the podium. You know, I mean, that's, that's – you know, he's a good guy. Best personality, you know, most electric personality, but good guy, good football coach. Um, 
But I think that's the reason why Hayden and Nolan aren't there. I mean, you look at the factions with the Ruchis, the Penn State. I mean, that's that's why I think it's not there. Didn't recruit Hayden enough. And I think you get Hayden and Nolan. So, right. I think you're right. Thank you. That was great. That was a great answer. So, hey, that uh, so was, uh, hold on. You named right. up uh, Rodney Kinlaw there. That was my uh, freshman, one of my freshman uh, roommates there. So, nice. <laughs> yeah. Nice. No, I, <laughs> I again, I I was I was young when a lot of these guys were playing. Uh, I was in well, I was in college at Syracuse, so uh, you know I've met some of these guys around campus. They wouldn't know who I was or, or things like that, or on the road and met their families back when I was you know younger and not in the business. But if you ever talk to him, tell him I said uh, said what's up. I doubt he remembers me, but I remember number eight very well. So <laughs> definitely, definitely. All right, so 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 Andrew, uh, so far I know Mike Yersich, former Ohio State assistant, and then he went to Texas and he came in as an OC. What do you think so far about the offense? I know defensively, I think that you know, I've always thought their DC at Penn State's done a nice job. Offensively, you know, uh, you know, Moorhead did a great job, and now that you know they're bringing in Yersich, I don't, you know, I understand that was kind of tough last year, and now they brought a new OC. What do you what do you think of him, and what do you think so far of the first two games? If they win, he's going to be – he'll be more popular than James Franklin at Penn State. <laughs> I'm telling you, he will. It's nothing against James. And this is – it's completely irrational thought. And for everybody that hears this, this is an irrational thought. He went under center. He's already elevated in the pen, minds of the Penn State fan base. He's already elevated. Like James Franklin joked after the game when Neil Rudell, Altoona Mirror beat writer, asked him about going under center. He's like, everybody's moved on but you. You know, I've, I've been asking about under center, too. I asked all the guys after Wisconsin, Cliff and Noah Kane. Uh, they said it's been a minute down it. But it's even joke. He's like, I could have swore that the, you could hear the atmosphere in the stadium pick up when they went under center and the skies just opened up and it was uh, sunshine just shining right down on, on Sean Clifford. Thing. It, was, it was by James Franklin. I got to post it. Um, no, but in, in seriousness, I, you know, it's almost like Coach Will, they, you know, who's the most popular guy on Penn State's campus that year? Well, it's the backup quarterback. It's been like that that forever. When Kerry Collins was struggling, it was Wally. When Wally Richardson was struggling, it was Mike McQuarrie. It's always, you know, Kevin Tom quarterback. Rashard Casey was the most popular guy. I mean, that's it's just the way it's always been. And now it's a little bit like that with Penn State's offensive coordinator. You know, obviously, James, you know, the offense struggled with Christian Hackenberg and John Donovan as the OC. Joe Moorhead came in and you know, after that second half of that pick game, I mean, it completely turned around. Um, so, you know, or at least was a turning point. But, no, I think I think Coach Yurisich is doing a great job. A, a coach who has won national championships was standing on the sidelines behind me at the Wisconsin game. Um, and he's, he's a pretty good coach. I'm not going to say who he is. People could look at Fox's big new kickoff lineup and, and determine who it is. But um, he, in the second half, he's like, here's Yurisich's offense. Spread them out, spread them out. He's going to hit him here, hit him there. He's like three, four plays. He's coming right. He's coming deep right at us. What happened? Jahan Dotson touchdown. So, and then they were all given to coach, you know, all the quarterbacks over there and Rob Stone were all giving it to coach, you know, on the sideline. So, I mean, that's, that's kind of what I expected. He's so maybe in the first half, it was a feeling out thing. Maybe there was um, some over control. I, I, I don't know, but that coach pointed out that here's Mike, here's Stitch, boom, boom. And then hit him over. So yeah, I, yeah, I always liked him. He did a great job at Oklahoma State. I mean, he was there forever. And then, like, 
he, he went to Ohio State and it was just an awkward fit with with Day. And then he went to the Texas. And I'm not going to put that on him. I mean, Herman was kind of already falling apart. But yeah, I've always respected him. You know. Well, I mean, it, it's I, I think the Athletic had an article from one of his former uh, head coaches where it said, as long as Penn State gives him the reins to call plays, it's gonna it's gonna be a great fit. And I, I think you see more letting go. I mean. It, it's tough for coaches, and, and Bobby Bowden talked about this, and and even Joe later on when when he was at Penn State about relinquishing some control here and there. Um, right. And I think you know, and those guys weren't getting paid you know six million dollars like James Franklin is or like the coaches are. So if you're the man that's getting the big check, it's t- hard to relinquish a lot of control. So I understand that, and I think James d- has done a very good job in getting Mike Yurcich to Penn State. And he people should tip the cap to James Franklin on that. It's been working so far. Again, a lot of relationships always start out all lovey-dovey and we'll see how they go long term. But you got to like, I like it from a standpoint of, if you're not in shotgun all the time, it's just another dynamic. So we could, I remember Josh Gaddis had the tweet about why bring in a fullback or why go on their center. It's like putting a dump truck in front of a Ferrari. Sometimes you need a dump truck. I can't lay or get a ton of coal delivered to my house with a Ferrari. So it's just another dynamic for the defense. You see Russell Wilson under center in the shotgun and, and, you know, he's the best, best guy in the NFL with, you know, weapons all over the place out there. So I like that. I like that Mike Yersich is doing it. I like that James Franklin is saying, let's go. I think it, from my point of view, it's entertaining post game hearing people about it. I just want to know if they're going to recruit a fullback now. That's all I want to know. <laughs> That's the next biggest thing. I got to get Greg Pickle to ask that question since it's pinned on his Twitter. So, yeah. Okay. Cool. B, go ahead. Get the next one. Well, with the recent news of uh, USC firing their coach, I know Franklin is always rumored to be that guy. Do you think Franklin has any interest in uh, the 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 USC job? I think agents have interest in the USC job. <laughs> see what see what money could be got see what money could be got exactly what i said b that's that's how i think this whole thing plays out i don't think i mean i think james has the personality to be able to do well everywhere he goes especially in the pac-12 where he's known as a recruiter so you're gonna recruit the best you know and i don't want to compare him to p carroll but p carroll was a great great recruiter you know and i know that thing was the way that ended sanctions, things like that, and, and all that. So I don't want that to be taken like that. But Pete was a great recruiter. USC, I mean, outside of Pete Carroll's days, I mean, they they were kind of average for – if you like look at the last 40 years and you take away Pete Carroll, <laughs> USC's pretty am – I, am I right? Am I wrong on that? Well, I'm just saying – all yeah. I'm saying is – all I'm saying is they just can't hire the right guy since Carroll. Like, did they, well, they, they exactly. Keep, I mean – and, and, and what I said was – they had bad ads. They had Pat Hayden, who's like a celebrity, and Lynn Swan is like yeah. they didn't have like. Now they got a real ad from Cincinnati. They're gonna go hire a real coach. It might not be James Franklin. It might be Luke Fickle yeah. or somebody else. Like yeah, they're and, gonna go get a real coach. Yeah, and that's the thing. I mean, this this thing about you need a West Coast guy to go into USC. You don't. It's, it's stupid. Coast. It's nonsense. He, I agree. Us three could go in there and be five hundred at USC. I'm just I'm just saying that. Like every I single agree. one of us here. And that's because what I think is we'd be able to pay assistant coaches because we're not worth as nearly as much as what the USC head coach is going to get paid. So we'll be able to get, you know, pay $4 million for an offensive coordinator and basically turn it over. No, but in in all seriousness, I mean, 
James's James's job, I think, name gets attached to a lot of things because I don't think a lot of people nationally like Penn State. I'm just gonna say it. I don't. Because <laughs> oh, of what happens, there we go. I, I don't think a lot of people nationally like Penn State. You know, and that and that's that's fine. And you know, maybe it's James's agent leaking things. I don't. I don't know. But I mean, hey, he's his job is to represent the client. You know, agents, lawyers. You know, I'm sure we have all jokes about him. You know, and things like that. So, all I said was he is a great recruiter. He doesn't. Mm. You go there, and you know, now UCLA is two and zero. I get that, but you don't have to deal with Ohio State in your division. You know, maybe UCLA, and like you walk twenty miles anywhere, go twenty miles around USC campus. There's more talent than there is around Penn State. I know they yeah. do DMV and different areas. That's all I'm saying. And and I'm saying I think James Franklin would do a really good job there. Now, does he take it? I don't think he does. I think he he leaves his name linger and Ohio and Penn State gets nervous and they give him another five-year deal worth whatever million. That's what I think happens. I agree. I, I mean, I think James is at Penn State for the long haul, you know, okay. and, and I got to tell you, like, maybe people were talking a little bit of hot seat. Again, that would have had to been a blowout at Wisconsin for that to happen, like, you know, realistically. A loss wasn't putting James Franklin on the hot seat. Right. You know, an 0-3 start, okay, maybe you got the burner, the small burner on the, the double side, the double size <laughs> thing on your stove, you know, starting to heat up the small one, but yeah, I, I don't think James is going anywhere anytime soon at Penn State. That's just my gut feeling. I think he likes I, – I think he <laughs> I think he enjoys the questions. He plays it off like he doesn't, but I think he just wants to be like, what is with you guys? Uh, I mean, is, is what I think. You know, okay, um, I don't know. Four to one odds tomorrow. Gentleman's bet four to one odds for, for an adult soda that he's asked about it tomorrow in the presser. Oh, I, I guarantee he's going to be asked. I don't know. Maybe I'll <laughs> put – I, I'm trying to think of a writer that's going to ask it. Um, I don't know. Maybe, maybe Neil. I don't know. Just throwing that one out there. Okay. That's good. All right. So last one, we'll get you out of here on this one. So Brian Harson is the head coach at Auburn, kind of unknown. You know, he was at, he was at uh, Boise state. Um, he came in and it's going to be an interesting game because I really don't know much about Auburn. They've had some good runs under Gus Malzahn, but he kind of fell off at the end. So I, I really think it's an intriguing matchup. For Penn State, I, I think Auburn comes in kind of unknown. The spread is minus six, you know, Penn State's favorite. So that's not a lot of points. So so what do you think about this matchup? We're going to have a big whiteout. I know that's a big atmosphere. So it should be a good – I think it's a good game either way. I don't think Penn State blows them off, and I don't think Auburn blows Penn State out. I think it's going to be a good game. I'm not ignoring you. What I'm doing is actually looking at, you know, Auburn here because outside of their two – what have they put up? Is it 130 points? But they didn't play anybody. Yeah, I know they didn't play anybody. But, I mean, still, confidence means a lot in college athletics. True. <laughs> because, like, obviously Penn State's a better team than Ball State. And I said if Penn – I had the feeling that if Penn State got stomped by Wisconsin by chance, I thought Penn State would lose the following week to Ball State. And I was seriously thinking 0-3 start. And, I, and at that point, I would have been like, oh, and I, I wouldn't even want to talk to my family. I wouldn't even want – near my sister to talk about that one so um that's good that's good but I understand the it's basically a toss-up game if this if it's minus six for penn state that's what going, i saw today so the like i don't look at lines until friday to see what everybody's had a chance to actually you know simmer sure. down or you know check their debit card but the the whiteout i'm home field is what 
they say normally worth a touchdown in college football. I think I've so, heard yes. the whiteout, they give an extra like four points for the whiteout. So, you know, that's what somebody who follows it has told me like in years past. And I don't know, I'm, I'm 35. I can't even remember what I ate for breakfast this morning. So um, <laughs> maybe I'm off on that. But no, I, I, I'm just worried about Auburn. You know, they're flying unranked up to 22. So the offense is flying around. The defense is giving up 10 points again against uh, me and, and you guys. So no offense to the other teams. You still got to go out there and you still got to win. Um, I just think that they're coming up here. It is going to be a hostile environment, but they play at LSU all the time. These guys have played at LSU. Everybody on this team, with the exception of the freshmen, all the upperclassmen have played at a game at LSU. So they know what a hostile environment is. They do. And, and no offense, I don't mean this to Penn State. I've been told because I've been at the Alabama game. Yes, Alabama treated all the Penn State people with nice respect, and it was very cordial, Southern hospitality. It's not like that when it's a, in the SEC game. Like, yeah. it's, you know, it's a cluster and it's nasty. So that's what I've been told. So they're used to actual hostile environments. Um, you know, they're going to bring in athletes, you know, SEC type of athletes that are able to win games and things like that. Their defensive line um, is probably going to be one of the better defensive lines that Penn State faces all, all year because Auburn is just always, you know, producing they, those, they, those. They got types. dudes usually. Yeah, they got dudes. Listen, I, I think Penn State's defense, Arnold Abakati, Abakati, uh, I think – He's going to have to be key, get some pressure up there. You know, I also think the tackles for Penn State are going to be key on the offensive line. And I think Coach Yersich is going to, going to call his most dynamic game. Because I have to think they've, they've held a little bit of stuff back. You know, I don't think they've held a ton of stuff back. Um, now, not saying trickeration and stuff like that, but in terms of look, because in a new offense, you do have to get like some repetition, at least in looks and things like that for timing purposes. But I don't think Penn State's held a, t- uh, a lot back. So I'm interested to see if the tackles could hold up. Clifford's been doing a great job. I asked him about holding on to the ball late, which I think he's been doing with reads. He's riding Noah Kane. He's, he's riding uh, Kevontae Lee late. You know, he's checking down. I saw him twice go through like three, four progressions and then dump it off to uh, Kane out of the backfield. He didn't do that at all last year. So I think we're, however the tackles hold up and allow that to happen, I, I – I think, but I think it's an interesting game. I really do. Maybe, you know, line is six. Maybe it's a field goal game. I think it's tense. I think you're going to see a lot of big plays in this game for some reason. I don't think it's going to be like 2005 Ohio State, Penn State, where the game just turned over to the defenses. I don't think it's going to happen. Yeah, you know, I agree. I, I, I think I, it's I a game that Penn State's got to go in there and say, hey, we got to get to like mid-20s. You know, Yeah, you know, I would under, love it you know, if it is. I, I would yeah. love to see a defensive slugfest. I mean, I, that 2005 game, just turning it over to defense, you know, so, between Paterno and Trestle. I mean, that was, I mean, that, that game was exhilarating. So, I okay. Mean, so I, 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 I'm a, I'm a huge recruiting guy and I, the composite, you know, the two, four, seven composite yep, rankings, yep. and that's not everything, but it does give you a snapshot. So going into this game, I just had to look it up. Auburn's 14th in the country in talent and our uh, Penn state 16th. So that makes sense yeah. to spread six, seven. You think at home whiteout, that's an advantage for Penn State. Yeah. But the talent's going to be very equal. So it's going to come down to turnovers, the crowd, who makes the most big plays, mm-hmm. coaching, you know, all those things. And we don't know about Brian Harson. He did a nice job at BYU. But 
we don't know how he's going to do at Auburn. We got to see how it's going to do. So, you know. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a lot of, a lot of things. I mean, um, it's, it's going to be an interesting game. And I think you learn a lot from both teams. The big 10 needs Penn state to win. The big 10 needs Penn state to win. I think it would be good for sure. Um, yeah. If, if Penn know. state, if Penn state loses, um, I don't, for some reason, I, I don't, even if Iowa would run the table, I don't know if the, if the voters are going to, or um, the committee would put Iowa in the playoff. I just, I just don't, especially after Ohio state lost to Oregon. I don't, I, I think, I think if Ohio uh, state would win out and would be, a, a good Penn State team, good Iowa team, they'll be right there and have a chance. Well, yeah, that's but that's why I think Penn State has to win for the Big Ten, uh, because it would just well, you didn't beat the third best team in the SEC or something like that. No, you're right. You know, and, so and like, and, and it's going to be interesting in their division because you know Alabama's loaded, LSU's mm-hmm. you know up and down, Texas A&M everybody loves, but they just lost their quarterback and they barely won. So. I don't know where you peg Auburn in, in the SEC West. So, yeah, I, I'm fascinating. Yeah. I can't wait to watch this game. I'm putting my kids to bed, and I'm going to be watching this game. I'm fired up to watch it and see who's better. And, it's going uh, to be a good one. It's, 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 I'm, I haven't been excited for uh, a Penn State game like this probably since, I'm going to say, 2017 at Ohio State, the one Saquon Barkley returned to kick. It's probably the game I'm, I've been most excited for. <laughs> that was a crazy in the last one. four years. Wasn't it 39, yeah. 38 Buckeyes? It was like nuts. There was a good picture of me when Mike Kosicki scored a touchdown, I think, to go up 18 or maybe it was 21 in the third quarter. Yeah. Not exactly sure. Somebody has yeah. me and I just like look annoyed. Like I know. Really? Coming, That's awesome. Down. Yeah. I just like look annoyed. Like, okay. Well, you know, I get, I've, I've sensed that this is coming the way the game is going. But yeah. Um, yeah. That was, that okay. was a, as a kid who grew, grew up as a Penn State fan, that was a hard break. I think I left the sidelines with like two minutes left because I'm like, I got to get out of here. I, I, yeah. Ohio State and Penn State has had some, I mean, some great games at that one. And then you had you guys blocked our field goal and returned it and beat us then. Mm-hmm. That was a that was a crazy one. And then you had the one where, um, oh, what was the one Ohio State scored late and then Penn State called two timeouts in a row and didn't get. Yeah, that was a couple of years ago. So mm-hmm. there's been some there's been some great matchups between Ohio State. And, I think Ohio State beat them back to back years by like one or two points. Yeah, well, I, I go back to 2004 at Penn State. Hartsock dropped the ball over the middle and three three referees. And as a former back judge who's had a since retire, uh, wasn't even close. He's standing straight up, and the ball is between his legs on a turf, and it got called a catch. <laughs> and then David Kimball tried a 60 yard field goal, and it came up a yard short. I remember that, that game. The end line. Yeah, yeah, I, I remember that game. Oh, there you go. He was on the team. Brandon really? walked on for a year. Coach, you were on that team that year? I was, yep, I, I was on the team. We were we were on, on one knee on the sideline, all elbowed up. And there was a there was, yeah, that was, you know, Zach Zach Mills is out there playing with half a shoulder. Um, <laughs> yeah. you know, the I remember Joe at the pregame pep rally um said like we got a really good I mean Penn State was not a good football team in 2004. It was not good defense. just not a good football team. Uh, and he said, Hey, we had a great week of practice, great week of practice. And the guys are going to go out there and they're going to surprise a lot of people. And Ohio state was, was it six at the time? Maybe been, maybe been they four. were up there somewhere. Yeah. yeah I remember were. I was eating at Damon's with a bunch of Ohio state season ticket holders who were family friends after the game. And they were like, yeah, Penn state should have won that game. They deserve to win that game out, you know? Uh, but that's, that's one of the Ohio state close games that sticks out in my mind. Yeah. Yeah. Ohio State was. Let's see here. We dominated the whole game. Uh, still, yeah. 
still heartbroken. Yeah, it was it was Ohio State's last drive of the game. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, yeah, crazy, crazy. All right, thank yeah. you so much, Andrew. We'd love to have you on again. Appreciate it. Yeah, no uh, problem. Boom. That was awesome. We appreciate it. Um, good luck with everything. Maybe I'll see you. I'm going to LS uh, Slinkle this weekend. I'll be there covering that. Uh, I am at uh, Dallas Town Southwestern. That's so, good. They're both undefeated. That's going to be a good one. Yeah, well, Dallas Town, I think, has one loss. I think it's two and one versus Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Dallas, that's right. Dallas Town opened up with a loss at Hempfield. But, yeah, they're two Yeah, I don't know how they lost to Hempfield and beat Mannheim Township, but. <laughs> yeah. I know. That was a crazy turn of events. You know, yeah. um, but yeah, you're right. And the Southwestern got a new head coach and they're three and oh man, they got it rolling. So mm-hmm. you know, section one in the YAIA. Yeah, yeah, should be should be going. Yeah, thanks for having me on. I like to say some kind of outrageous things, you know, and then come back around like you know, yeah, it was hours, great. But... You did a great job. Thank you. So yep, have Enjoy a great rest of your night. You too, guys. See ya. Thanks. See ya, coach. See you, Brandon. See ya. He was awesome. Yeah, it was good. Fox 43, man. Guys, check out his stuff. He's really good. He, you know, he gets to the Penn. He's gone to the first two Penn State games. He'll be there this week, too. Man, he's busy life. He's doing Fox. He's doing the football frenzy, and then he's got to go up to Penn State. I mean, busy life. What a busy, fun life that is. That's crazy. All right, so we're in the middle of breaking down. So I will be Iowa State, and then last one we'll talk about Michigan. Michigan with a nice win, 31-10 over Washington. Now, I think. You know, B Way's gonna kill me for this. That's all right. I think we got Washington. Washington stinks. They lost to Montana. Do you know who their offensive coordinator is? Ooh. He he mentioned it. Guy named Jim Donnan. He was the offensive coordinator when Franklin got at Penn State, and they and Franklin fired him. He went to Jacksonville as quality control coach, and he's at Washington as OC. They stink. I'm telling you, Washington's offense is awful. But I give Michigan credit. They're two and zero. They didn't throw the ball very well at all. That's going to come back to bite them if they don't get it going. But the run game got rolling, and their defense looked good. Better put some respect on the school up north, as you call them. They, I tell you what, that's why I'll give them respect. If they go into Wisconsin, in, I think, like two, three weeks, and they beat Wisconsin, I will give them all the respect in the world. If they do that, I will say, okay, Michigan's looking good because that, Wisconsin's kicked their butt the last couple of years. If they go into Wisconsin and let's say they lose like 24-20 and they're in the game, I'm going to give them respect because I think Wisconsin's a good team. They go in there and get throttled, you know, so we'll see. Why didn't you mention but yeah, that's a good win. Winning. You didn't mention them having a chance to win that game. You just said a close loss or a throttle. What about if they win? Oh, if they win, I'm going to give them a lot of credit. All right, just making sure. Just and then remember, sure. they got the rival. Michigan State does not – Michigan State looks good. And Michigan State's kind of dominated that, that series, too. So, you know, before they get to Ohio State, I mean, Ohio State's got Penn State and Indiana that, you know. So, like, let's see here. Oh, yeah, October 2nd, they're at Wisconsin. Let's see if they can go there. And they got to go to Michigan State a couple weeks after that. Oh, my God. What were the schedule makers, man? They are not liking Michigan. At Wisconsin, at Northwest, at Nebraska, by, at Northwestern, at Michigan State. They got four straight weight games. A bye in between, but still. That's yeah, tough. A tough one. That's a tough one. Tough. Okay. All right. So that was great. Andrew Kalesta. And then we broke down. You got Michigan. Good win, 31-10. So we'll see how they do. They got some the tougher games heaven up. Okay. Coach White, here we go. Here's my top 10 this week. Not easy to do, but here we go. I'll run through the first four, and then you tell me what you think. First, at Bama one, 
looking good. Now they got Florida this week at Florida, but I think they'll be able to take care of business there. Georgia, you know, they didn't, they didn't really play a good team this week, but that's all right. They're, they're still off, off the Clemson win. So, so they're, uh, that's their, their two. Oklahoma bounced back, not a great opponent, but they got the win. So I got them three and then Oregon four. What do you think about those? I moved Oregon all the way up to four. I think that they had a really impressive win. They go into Columbus, get that one. What do you think of those first four, coach? Uh, I would say Oregon would be my only question mark in there. They did have a big win last week, so I can't really argue too much on it. Four, four just seems a little high. Okay. Five. I got Texas A&M, Cincinnati. Uh, so, so Texas A&M, they lost their starting quarterback. They're at Colorado. They lost their quarter, starting quarterback. I just saw earlier he broke his leg. I think he's out for a while. So they lost their starting quarterback. They did come back and beat Colorado. Not a great team. But at least they got the win. Cincinnati. Cincinnati. We're going to find out who Cincinnati is. They're, they're, Cincinnati is at Indiana this weekend. Let's see how good Cincinnati is this weekend at Indiana. And then after that, they're at Notre Dame. So they got back-to-back. If they win those two games, they're a legit top 10 team. Iowa 7, then Clemson 8. What do you think of those next four? Uh, I mean, I, I can live with those. I can live with those. It's not a... Uh... It's not terrible, and it's not nobody that I see behind them that deservingly should be there, undoubtedly. Now, I think, you know, Clemson, like Iowa has had two impressive wins, um, so I moved them up. We'll see how they do long-term. I, th- I think they're probably the, the big-time favorite in the West. So we'll just see how they do the rest of the way. But uh, well-deserved that they're the two wins. And then Clemson, you know, we'll see how they do the rest of the ACC. I got your Nittany Lions nine, and then I put Ohio State at ten. I dropped Notre Dame out. Uh, I, they haven't been impressed the first two weeks, even though they won. I did bump them out, and Penn State's at nine, Ohio State's ten. I mean, I would probably go Notre Dame ten, Ohio State eleven, twelve, uh, maybe even Notre Dame at nine over Penn State. Um, other than that, though, I mean. I can't argue much with that list. I mean, maybe Oregon and Texas A&M swap. Okay. Okay. Well, yeah. I mean, we're going to see about all these teams. You know, all these teams. Oklahoma, um, down the road, they're going to play a Texas. They're going to play an Iowa State. And Texas A&M is going to play Bama down the road. They're going to play LSU. So we'll find out about them. Cincinnati, back-to-back, I talked about them. Iowa, got Penn State in a few weeks. We'll see where they are at. Penn State's got Iowa. So, all these teams, you know, eventually it, it weeds itself out. Ohio State's got to play Penn State. So, you know, eventually, you know, everybody plays everybody and it kind of weeds itself out eventually. So are we are, are we being a little biased with three Big Ten teams? Who else would you have? Notre Dame's the only one else. I mean, Iowa State got beat. I can't think of I mean, would you go UCLA? I don't know. I mean, maybe. I just was really impressed with Iowa. And Penn State so far. And then I kept Ohio State because I still think they're a pretty good team. They just got to work on some things. And I think they'll be there in the end. The AP had Ohio State nine. I forget where they had Penn State. I don't know where. Yeah. So it's, I think it's not easy to, to do the rankings. So. <laughs> All right. Go ahead. What were you going to say? Anything else? No, no, no. I'm good. Just laughing at you doing the rankings and struggling. I think about it a lot. I, I read a lot of rankings and I think about it. You know, I just want to try to do the best I can. 
All right. So here you go. Here's our picks. Last week, B, how did we do? We went two and one. Now, we both had Iowa covering and winning, and they did. We both had Michigan winning and covering, and we, we both were right. We both had Oregon covering, but Ohio State winning, and they lost. So we went two and one. Now, you could say technically we won that because we it's a cover for Oregon, but I'm not going to say it because we both thought Ohio State would win. So two and one, not too bad. So we got four games on Coach Wider's big, big 10. I usually do three, but we're going to do four. There's some good ones here. Um, this week. So we got first one B it's Nebraska. Now Nebraska's down, but I, I put this on there cause this is a rivalry game. They used to play all the time at Oklahoma, Oklahoma. Yeah, okay. Two and oh, you know, Nebraska played week zero loss. They won the last two against inferior opponents. They're two and one. The spread is minus 22. Who do you think? What do you got? Both teams didn't really look good yet. Uh, if, if you had to put my arm, I'm going to – Oklahoma has to get it going here. I mean, they're one of the best quarterbacks in the country, one of the best coaches in the country. They'll be fired up at home for this game, rivalry. I'm taking Oklahoma to cover. Okay, me too. I'm taking Oklahoma to cover. I think Oklahoma – I think Nebraska is just a mess. I'm just not a believer in Frost. I think Oklahoma figures it out, and I think they cover and they win. Uh, cover and win because I just think, you know, I think they're going to figure it out. They got a heck of a quarterback. That defense has been better under Alex Grinch. I, I think that they cover and win for sure. Okay. Next one. I'll go first here. Who you were first last time. Auburn at Penn state. Ooh, this is close. Minus six Penn state's favored. Um, This is tough. I mean, I think I could go either way on this. I'm going to go, I'm going to go with, I think Penn state wins. But I think Auburn's going to cover that six points. I think it's 24-20. I think it's a it's a it's a close game. And I and I think Auburn's going to hang in there and they're gonna they're gonna cover the six there. Yeah, that's a tough one. Uh you know, the fan in me wants to say that Penn State will win. So I'm gonna say that. I'm I go with, with uh Penn State the winners and uh, I don't uh Oh, man, it's a tough one. Penn State wins, but not cover. You're right. Close game. That's not picking what I'm doing. Come on. I know. I know. I want to disagree. I want to disagree. Okay. Next one. Cincinnati at Indiana. Cincinnati's favored by three and a half. Okay. At Indiana. Woo. I'm going to go with the fighting Luke Fickles. My guy, Luke. Love Luke Fickle, you know. Uh, I'm a big Luke Fickle guy, uh, former Ohio State player and D.C. and linebackers coach. Linebackers haven't been the same since he was there. Anyways, I'm going uh, Cincinnati to cover and win. What do you got? I'm going with the upset. Give me Indiana. The Cincinnati boys don't know about Big Ten football. I'm calling we'll see. We're going to see where Cincinnati is. I like it. I'm excited. They haven't been tested yet. And nobody cares about your Luke Fickle uh, admiration because he should have been Ohio State's head coach, for real. Well, he was a disaster out. as a head coach, and then he had to learn under Urban, and he learned for like four or five years, and then he became got the sense of that. No, he wasn't a disaster. He didn't get a guy a chance. He was six and seven. That's unacceptable, B. 
It was one season. He was a disaster. He lost to Michigan and he was six and seven. I love Luke, but he wasn't ready for it. Now he's ready. He's done a great job. Yeah, when you leave Ohio State's uh, demands and crazy fans like you, Cincinnati gave him some time. Next game, let's go. <laughs> Purdue at ND at Notre Dame. Woo, that's tough. And Notre Dame's favorite by seven. Now, Purdue's 2 0. They beat Oregon State and they beat somebody else last week that wasn't very good. Um, Notre Dame struggled. They beat Florida State, but Florida State doesn't look very good after they got beat by Jacksonville State. Oh, what an ugly. You see the end of that game? Oh, my God. How do you allow that to happen? That's unbelievable. Anyways, um, and then Toledo. Toledo was beating them, and Notre Dame had to go down at the last second and win that game. You know, and that side was crazy. So, Notre Dame hasn't looked great. Um, Purdue, uh, you know, Purdue, I don't know. I kind of want to pick Purdue, but I'm going to go. I'm going to go Notre Dame to win and cover. I think that I think that Kelly gets them fired up and they win and cover. Yeah, I think I'm gonna lean that way too. Notre Dame normally plays well at home, especially in big games, the rivalry game. Uh, I'm taking Notre Dame to win and cover. I feel like you were stealing my picks for some reason. <laughs> so we'll see. We'll see how we did. Uh, how we did so. Uh, that was awesome. Um, good show. I, I want to thank Andrew Calesta again from Fox 43. You guys ever get on Twitter, follow him. He does a great job. The high school football frenzy. And then he goes to Penn state games. So anybody out there, just check him out. Uh, we'll definitely have, have him come back, but we'll try to get him back for Penn state, Penn state, Ohio state week. At least we got to get him to come back. And we'll definitely you know, have more here when uh, Penn state makes the national championship game. <laughs> that wasn't a joke. Oh man. Uh, coach, coach way. You drunk already? Jeez, God. You laughed way too hard right there. That wasn't a joke. <laughs> I, I, I'd be happy with like 10 and 2, bud. Oh, my God. Okay. We're going to shock the world, baby. We're going to shock the world. So thank you, guys. Thank you, guys, everybody, for listening. I really, we really appreciate that. We're trying to grow this show as much as possible. We might try to get another guest next week, and we'll go from there. So thank you so much. Go enjoy the games. And, um, just have a great time joining college football. I love it. I can't wait to watch all these games this weekend. We'll, Coach Way and I will be back next week to break it down. All right. Absolutely. Thanks so much. Take care. And <laughs> I'll just stop there. Bye. <laughs> we are. Go Bucks. Oh, boy. <laughs>